Welcome to Today on Broadway for Monday, June 7th, 2021. I'm Broadway Radio's Matt Tamanini. And I'm arts and culture editor Ashley Steves. Ashley, there was a great episode of This Week on Broadway on Sunday. It came out a little early because they recorded on on Saturday. Yeah. The guest was Nikita Burstein. Burstein, I think, is how you pronounce that name. But what I really want to talk about is the next episode of Jan Simpson's podcast, All the Drama, which looks back at some of the plays that have won the Pulitzer Prize for Drama over the years, comes out this weekend, this coming Saturday, the 12th, on Patreon. And this one... Um, we'll be looking at the first uh, Pulitzer Prize winner by an African-American playwright, um, uh, Charles Gordon. Um, and that one will be coming up in the Patreon feed. But the full episode of her very first episode, I Am My Own Wife, will be available in the public feed as well. I've made that very confusing. I apologize. Nah, that's fine. All right. So, um, so make sure that you are listening to both episodes. One, if you're on Patreon, you'll hear... Um, the new episode there. If you are not on Patreon or if you want to listen to both, you can listen to all the dramas. Very first episode on my I Am My Own Wife in the regular feed on Saturday as well. So if you want to be a part of our Patreon, go to patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. All right, Ashley, let's get into the news. We've got a handful of Broadway stories that I want to open up the show with. First up, it was announced on Friday that the National Theater's uh, The Lehman Trilogy will be returning to Broadway on September 25th with an opening night at the Nederlander Theater on October 14th. Now, when the show began previews all the way back in March of 2020, Ben Miles was playing Emmanuel Lehman as he had in all of the previous English language productions of the show. But when they return to Broadway, he will, he will be replaced by Adrian Lester, who won an Olivier Award back in 1996, one of his four or five nominations. This uh, this win was for playing Bobby and Company. And in addition to a ton of TV and film work, including things like um, the BBC show Hustle, the WB sitcom uh, Girlfriends, in which he played the boyfriend of Tracy Ellis Ross for a while. Um, he also played the George Stephanopoulos stand-in in the movie Primary Colors. Um, but I know him most from the NT Live production of Othello, in which he played the title role opposite the great Rory Kinnear's yeah. Iago. So yeah. that was that was a fantastic NT Live. If you haven't seen that, it might be available to stream somewhere. Um, but was really, really good in that. So I'm um, excited to see that. He's exceptional. Yeah. And it's interesting because when I saw it off Broadway at uh, the Park Avenue Armory, it was played. The show was played by three white men. I'm interested to see yeah. what happens when one of those white men is replaced by a black man. And, and obviously, they're all playing spoiler alert multiple characters. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you know, at the core, they're each playing a Lehman brother. Um, so right. it'll be interesting to see if that changes any of the context in Sam Mendes's production very much looking forward to the show i still you, we've talked about it in the past especially when shows started announcing again we were kind of waiting to see what was actually going to happen with this and when it was actually going to open mm-hmm. we talked about the fact you've seen it i haven't seen it because i've been saving it for broadway and then broadway shut down and now <laughs> it's my anticipation is at an all-time high so very it's- excellent casting and i can't wait to see this yeah, it's great. It's a really, really interesting show. Make sure you don't go too tired, though, because it is long. But it's, it's, yeah. <laughs> uh, but it is uh, it is fantastic. Uh, that's the problem. I'm always tired. So I know. I know. It's a state of life. Yeah. Anyway, in other news, Roger Freeman reported on Friday in Showbiz 411 that despite all of the excitement about Broadway's reopening, 
tickets are not exactly flying off of the virtual set, virtual shelves for anything other than Hugh Jackman and Sutton Foster's Music Man, which we'll talk about more in a second. Roger notes that even the normally difficult tickets to get, like Hamilton, Wicked, or The Lion King, are pretty much wide open after the initial wave of performances that are mostly filled with, like, the eagerest of little beavers and folks who had purchased tickets pre-pandemic and who, rather than getting uh, a refund, decided to wait and be able to purchase tickets once performances restarted. So once you get through those first few weeks, things are pretty open. So, Ashley, if there's a show that you or any of our listeners want to see, it looks like looking in October, November, um, December, maybe once it starts to get the holidays, it gets iffy. Um, they're pretty much open right now. So get them now, I would say, before the big marketing push leading up to the Tonys, because even though I think it'll still be slower than normal, the shows are going to be investing more in advertising, which will undoubtedly get some more people in there. So if you're looking... Yeah. To get the best seats possible, do that now. I, I do think that actually uh, having worked on the advertising side of, of Broadway for a number of years, mm-hmm. that eventually we'll start seeing some discount codes pop up and some deals Definitely. pop up. But, of course, you run the risk of once that happens, maybe some shows sell out a little bit more so your options are um, a little bit more limited. So I am uh, suggesting getting tickets now um, for the fall uh, and anywhere else that they're selling them for before this big rush comes up, especially because, you know, perhaps that four-hour festivities on network and streaming actually inspire mm-hmm. a bunch of theater fans to gobble up all of the good seats. I think that's a good suggestion. I think it's a good suggestion to get your tickets now anyway, because it also encourages shows to keep running if they're actually selling yeah. out tickets now. But I understand understand like why that hasn't happened yet i think we're still far enough outside of it that people they haven't been making a big marketing push i've seen like the few times i've watched actual tv i have seen broadway commercials but it's Mm -hmm. still like i i feel like people don't really know what to do with that yet and i think a lot of people and we've talked about it before i think a lot of people are waiting to see what kind of happens with those first performances as well in like the first month trial of like this is actually yeah. working and people are safe and they're not having to cancel performances and you know variants haven't popped up that are vaccine resistant and all that so I, I know that's the case for a lot of people I know they're kind of reserving their money in waiting to see what happens that being said I have my tickets for two different shows already <laughs> <laughs> uh, are both of them company or no one is company for uh, for preview night and the other is Hades Town for like two days after opening awesome yeah. awesome good for you yeah uh, alright so I had mentioned uh, Ashley that we were going to come back to the music man and then you groaned well on Friday on Friday in Variety Elizabeth Wagmeister uh, released an article in which she spoke to Sutton Foster about the show and her unwillingness to continue on with the music man if Scott Rudin remained as the show's lead producer. When she was asked about that rumor or or talking point, Sutton said, quote, all that I can say is that was definitely part of the conversation. I can say that it was definitely part of the conversation, but it was never a threat. It was always just part of the discussions of what I felt comfortable with and what I wanted to be involved with. Foster continued, you look at what your values are and what is important to you as you are navigating your career and the choices that you make. 
and then also how you put those choices out into the world. So it was an interesting time because I really had to ask a lot of questions of myself on how I wanted to handle the situation. So there are lots of conversations being had. Lots of conversation about conversations in this article, actually. Yeah, right. Um, she also talked about, you know, the reopening and being excited about being a part of Broadway. So there's more in the article than just the Rudin talk. What I want to say about this is I am glad that it sounds like Sutton did at least in some shape or form put a foot down, even if it was not as forceful as we might have thought. She's making it sound out to be yeah. like it was not an ultimatum, which is a little weird. But That's here's my question. what I was going to say. Yeah. Yeah. She says she has to ask herself a lot of questions. Why were those questions not asked when she signed on? Did she just learn about all of the stuff that Scott Rudin was accused of? I don't think that that was a surprise to anybody in the industry, no, let alone no someone like her. Surprise! And so I just feel like a lot of this, and I love Sutton, so this is not a knock on Sutton because she's far. N- nobody in theater would have turned down an opportunity to work for Scott Rudin. But the thing is, is like. <laughs> People knew. And so I feel like the conversations and the reticence to be associated with something that Scott Rudin is in charge of has to do with how you feel it will reflect on you now that those things are much more public knowledge than they already were. It has nothing to do with not wanting to condone Scott Rudin's actions. So I just feel like the hand wringing over trying to think about what your values and your morals are is a bunch of baloney. And again, I love Sutton. It's just, it's just a cop out because I mean, for lack of a better term, you got caught working with somebody that everybody already mm-hmm. knew was an asshat. Yeah, this is kind of like the tale as old as time, because this is what happens anytime there's any kind of controversy or any kind of industry-wide change, anything. We saw it with Harvey Weinstein. We saw it with Scott Rudin. We saw it with the Black Lives Matter movement of people coming and like doing that kind of hand-wringing. I have to reflect and make changes. And, you know, for the, if there's some value to that, and there's some face value. It, 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 you have to take some of that at face value, because it's just like these aren't new things these are things that have been happening these are things that people knew about people knew about harvey weinstein people knew about scott rudin people knew about racism i mean people knew about industry racism it's not a new thing you're just you've chosen to do it in your own self-interest so as you said like this is kind of people including Sutton foster in this case trying to figure out how to realign themselves in a more favorable light and you know that's half of acting is marketing as well at this point so understandably to do that but it it rain it you know it rings a little false for me but the, the other side of that is just like what else could she do at this point i guess yeah. <laughs> but I was I was very uh, <laughs> as you were reading that quote that was my first thought it was like she doesn't seem like she was really putting her foot down she the yeah. the lead into that was that she was unwilling to continue but she was really just like uh there was never a threat it was just conversations on conversations about conversations of what I felt comfortable with and it feels like you know, it could have still happened with negotiation. Yeah, I, I don't know if it was just like, I'm. it's a threat, like, 
you won't do this or she's just like well i'm not comfortable if he stays i go i don't i don't and i don't know I if that's a know. threat or not it's but it's just it was weird especially after the fact quote. when you could have claimed some moral high ground here and said i refuse to do it and it was a threat and it was an ultimatum and uh he backed down i i don't know it's just it was it's weird. an incredibly weird quote and it's just an incredibly weird situation to be in in general because again yeah these are things that everybody has known about and there's they've still worked with him that's Hugh Jackman that's Sutton Foster that's anyone in the cast at this point I mean yeah. uh, in any of his previous casts as well and you can point fingers at everybody who's known about Scott Rudin you know allegations and abuse for years and years but still choose to work with him without also calling for any kind of change like the blame can be put on everybody the blame can be put on the culture yeah, yeah. All right, Ashley, let's take a real quick break from the news and talk about our friends Upstart who are sponsoring today on Broadway This Week. You've heard me say this dozens of times at this point, but credit card debt is an absolute pain in the butt. Every month you get your statement, you open it up, and you just shudder at not only how much you owe, but how much interest is compiled since the last time you opened up your statement. Now, the great part about Upstart is is that they can help you get rid of all of that by consolidating your debts into one payment and saying goodbye to credit card debt. I'm physically nauseous just thinking about opening up <laughs> any credit card related info right now. But I mean, the reason we keep talking about Upstart and how fast and easy it is, is because it is. What you do, no matter what, whether it's paying off credit cards, consolidating high interest debt, funding personal expenses, you get a five minute online rate check. You see your rate up front for loan between $1,000 and $50,000, and you get that money as fast as one business day after accepting your loan. You can't beat that. Yeah. Find out how Upstart can lower your monthly payments today when you go to upstart.com slash Broadway. That's upstart, U-P-S-T-A-R-T dot com slash Broadway. Don't forget to use our URL to let them know we sent you. Loan amounts will be determined based on your credit income and certain other information provided in your loan application. Go to upstart.com slash Broadway. All right, Ashley, let's get into some show and casting news. I have a number of stories here, so if you want to stop me and talk about any of them, feel free to interject at your own free will. Deal. All right, done. Um, <laughs> the first one that we're going to talk about came out late last week in which the Public Theater announced the casting for their upcoming return to Central Park with Shakespeare in the Park with the uh, adaptation of The Merry Wives of Windsor, just called Merry Wives. Um, it was adapted by playwright Jocelyn Bio and will be directed by Sahim Ali. This show does have a slight change in their schedule. Rather than beginning on July 5th, it will now begin on July 6th. But they make up for it on the back end because rather than closing on August 28th, it will now run for an extra three weeks through Ooh. September 18th. Um, and they will have their annual gala performance on the 20th um, of September as well. I think that's a fair deal. Yeah, you lose one day up front, you get three weeks on yeah. the back end. I think that is very Excellent fair of deal. the public theater. Buy one, um, get one three. Yeah. Oh, well done. Um, <laughs> so included in the all-black cast of Merry Wives is Ngingbe Akinagbe, Pascal Armand, Philip James Brannon, uh, Jacob Ming Trent as Falstaff, which is always one of the highlights of this show, Julian Rizel Jr. I don't think there's any relation to Robbie. Kyle Scatliff, <laughs> David Ryan Smith, Susan Kaleche Watson, and more. We will have the full cast announcement for that show in the show notes and on BroadwayRadio.com. Uh, 
Another thing, a uh, set of news that uh, came down, which was pretty interesting, and it also involved outdoor-ish theater, was that last week it was announced that the previously announced production of uh, Alicia Harris's What to Send Up When It Goes Down will be moving. It had originally been announced to be playing um, at the uh, Brooklyn Botanic Garden, but instead it is moving to BAM. The show was originally scheduled to take place uh, outside, but will be moving indoors due to the improved COVID conditions in New York City. The show will begin previews on June 20th and will uh, currently is scheduled to run through July 11th. Speaking of uh, other shows that are theater, but kind of not theater, as uh, uh, as Harris is uh, what to send up when it goes down, is Stomp will be returning off-Broadway in the East Village beginning um, on July 20th. Tickets will go on sale on June 10th. I gotta say, Stomp is, is <sighs> it's a thing. It's a thing, that's, that's but, for certain. But I gotta tell you, you've gotta see it once. Like, if you haven't seen it, like, things like that, Blue Man Group, which I've actually seen like three times. Yeah. But, uh, those are things like I feel like you have to see. Like, they're entertaining. They're not something that I feel like I have to go back to multiple times, but Stomp, Blue Man, stuff like that is, is definitely worth seeing at least once in your uh, theater going live. Yeah, I guess. I guess because they're like institutions at this point more than anything. I kind of put them on the same level of like, being harassed by Elmo in Times Square. That's no. the way. No, that's those that guys way, are. That's the show the, kind of feels like to me. The folks in those shows are incredibly talented percussionists, yeah. like, yeah. and dancers, they too. They are. I'm not going to sit through it, though. You are so cynical. <laughs> Anyway, finally no. in this section, yes, um, our <laughs> friends down at Washington, D.C.'s Arena Stage announced their 2021-2022 theater schedule. It is their 72nd season, so congratulations to them on that. I'm going to run through some of the shows, uh, maybe all of them. We'll see how quickly we can get through this. The season will open up in September with uh, Tony Stone by Lydia R. Diamond. Uh, Pan McKinnon is going to be directing that with Camille A. Brown uh, returning to choreograph as she did off-Broadway. Then in October, Eduardo Machado's Celia and Fidel will grace the stages. Then we will get um, a Taswell Thompson-directed production of August Wilson's Seven Guitars beginning in November. Then we will have a show by Craig Lucas called Change Agent beginning in January of 2022. Then in March of 2022, we will get a musical version or the, the musical adaptation of Catch Me If You Can. Uh, this one will be starring the great Corbin Blue uh, in the lead role that was originated on screen by Leonardo DiCaprio and on stage by Aaron Tveit. Then in April, uh, the the previously announced tour of Cambodian rock band um, will be uh, having a stop there. It might actually be originating from there. Uh, I'm not exactly I think sure. So. We, I yeah, think we haven't so. gotten a ton of details on the tour yet, but. Lauren Yee's Cambodian rock band with uh, songs by Dingue Fever um, will be happening beginning in April. Then we will have uh, Step Africa's uh, show Drum Folk, which apparently you don't like because drums um, aren't something you like yeah, to see. I just despise that will be them all, clearly. <laughs> <laughs> that will be happening uh, beginning on May 31st. And then finally, Charles Randolph writes... Uh, show American prophet Frederick Douglass in his own words. Uh, Charles Randolph Wright, who uh, I think is still planning on coming to the, the Apollo Theater with Blue. He yeah, directs so. this show and co-writes it, um, with M uh, Marcus Human, who is also writing the music that will begin in July 
of of um 2022 so really really great season as always that's down an at arena stage excellent season someday i will get to see cambodian rock band cannot it's worth a trip. wait yeah it's yeah. worth a trip yeah <laughs> i know it's a long trip by <laughs> it's train a long trip just yeah. come back here yeah it might you never know it might i mean it was it was cut short like significantly short so maybe yeah you never know all right, let's wrap the show up today, Ashley, with um, as one of my go-tos on Mondays for recommendations, I often like to uh, pull out the clips from Seth Rudetsky's latest live concert. The one that happened on Sunday was with uh, stage and screen star Alex Newell. And what's interesting about this is, is he sang the song My Man from Funny Girl. Mm. which uh, I believe it was in the original key, as Alex's want to do. But I will just say, this will not be the only time we will hear from Funny Girl in the coming weeks oh, or perhaps we months. There we go. I was wondering if that was going to be a, a, some form of Funny Girl tease. All right. It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, I probably would have recommended Alex singing this song anyway, but when it when I saw that he sang a Funny Girl <laughs> song, I was like, okay, here's some breadcrumbs. We're preparing. Yeah. What's interesting about this is, is I had often teased the fact that the person that was going to be playing Fanny was neither all that funny and no longer a girl. That has changed. The person leading this revival as of now is pretty darn funny. And I, I, I think probably pretty age appropriate for the role of Fanny Bryce as well. Yeah. Whether she is appropriate in other ways yet to be determined. We'll find out. We will find out. But anyway, that's all the teasing I have for today. Thank you for listening. Scour, to t- scour YouTube. Let's see. Mm-hmm. Let's figure it out. Eh, I don't think you're going to find this one on YouTube. But <laughs> uh, but somebody, I'll, I will give another hint. Somebody who has worked with Scott Rudin before. So oh, anyway, thanks for listening to Today on Broadway. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Broadway Radio. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at BWWMatt. Ashley, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at No, This is Ashley. All right, everybody. Have a wonderful beginning of your week. Don't forget Patreon.com slash Broadway Radio. Lots of fun stuff happening there and more on the way. We will be back to talk to you tomorrow. 